with 95% employee rating. Shift is definitely the workforce app that you're going to want to take a look at for all of your employee engagement, employee retention. And as we talk about talent being such an important part of supply chain, you might want to go and take a look. But to hear more, take a look at last week's episode when I spoke to Kelly Paul, VP of success at Shift. So go to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 81. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes-Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. And now a word from our sponsor. Like the products you manufacture, it is not unreasonable to expect the merchandise used to promote your brand to do so without posing risk to the recipients of the brand itself. Supply chain professionals can now play a leading role in protecting and growing their brand's reputation with the help of the Quality Certification Alliance. QCA is an independent, not-for-profit, 501c6 third-party accrediting and certification body dedicated to ensuring accountability throughout the promotional product industry supply chain. Visit qcalliance.org to learn more. Your brand is your organization's most valuable asset. Protect and grow it by aligning your values with QCA. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. What a busy month it has been and I love it. I loved meeting everyone at all the events and I enjoyed participating whether it was moderating a panel or running my own podcast booth. So many great conversations were had and it was amazing to hear all the diverse thoughts about what is happening in the industry. In today's episode, we are learning about an exciting new voice in our industry and I cannot wait for you to meet her. But first, let's get to the question of the week. So the question of the week is, which global retailers do you think are dominating global e-commerce? Well, over on Instagram, Alex and Retta Transportation says, in my opinion, Walmart. And over on LinkedIn, we also had somebody weigh in all the way from Australia that said appliances online. She said that she had her dishwasher, I think, break in the evening and they had it delivered and installed within 12 hours. So shout out to them. Greg White says Alibaba undoubtedly. And we also think that Uniqlo, Casper, Zara, H&M, those were also companies that were mentioned when I was at LogTech and we asked this same question. So thank you to everybody who commented on the question of the week. If you missed this question, no worries. Just go to letstalksupplychain.com under listeners corner for all of the questions and the answers from past questions. Um, We also have every single Wednesday, make sure you join us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram and look out for the question of the week so you can participate as well and get involved. So today I'm speaking with Kevin of Symphony Retail AI, and I'm super excited to talk about everything that they are working on, learn a little bit more about Kevin's journey 
and dive into what Symphony Retail AI is doing. So Kevin has more than 25 years of comprehensive industry experience bringing a keen understanding of retail, manufacturing, and logistics challenges. Previous roles include GVP of Innovation Strategies and Solution Marketing for JDA, CMO for both Predictus, an Infor company, and Order Dynamics, as well as Gartner Research Vice President overseeing analysis of hundreds of retail-focused software solutions. Kevin's industry experience includes serving as Chief Information Officer, Supply Chain Executive, Development of Innovative Technology Solutions, Inventor, and Store Operations Development for both physical and digital retail. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be able to join you. Absolutely. You and I have chatted many times in the past. And so I'm really excited that you're back here to talk about your new endeavors with Symphony Retail AI. So can you, before we get into who they are, can you talk to us about what drew you to Symphony in the first place? Happy to. Yeah, thank you. In my career, I've had the great fortune of being able to really uh, peer deep into organizations. As a Gartner analyst, uh, VP of research, uh, there were not many companies in the space that I did not have intimate insight and knowledge to. And um, around uh, December timeframe, uh, I, I was surveying the marketplace in the role that I had uh, previously and looking at what companies are doing and where companies were at. And Symphony Retail AI caught my attention and really kind of picked me up and threw me down with the um, capabilities, the technology, and the um, advances that they were making, uh, specifically in the area of artificial intelligence and in the area of uh, providing uh, prescriptive recommendations to decision makers. And um, so I did some more investigating and looked around with uh, what was available. And I began to see something that was completely different than anything else in the market. And there were a lot of people that were trying to do things that Symphony had already done. And I, I saw Symphony as a company that had amazing technology, but hadn't really spent a lot of time uh, communicating it to the market. And uh, that, I believe, uh, was well uh, uh, positioned for an opportunity for me to come in and, and uh, leverage the amazing technology and uh, begin to tell the story. I love that. And thank you for sharing that because I think it's really important to get to understand, you know, why you joined the team and what really drew you to the company before we even find out who they are. So that's my next question for you is who is retail or Symphony Retail AI? Can you tell us the story behind the brand? Sure. Happy to do so. Right. Um, so the company has been around for uh, a while in a variety of different forms. Um, some of the technologies that the company uh, owns through acquisition were initiated in the in, in the early uh, 90s and, and late 80s um, with All Data, a company that uh, was founded in uh, France and uh, has a rich history of delivering uh, technology to to retailers. Um, and through acquisition, um, uh, our company today possesses assets 
around space planning, floor and shelf, um, around uh, visualization, um, analytics, consumer uh, insights like EYC, uh, and represents the best of those assets and areas at, at various times in the history of the company. But that's really not the interesting part of the story because that brought to the company a lot of great talent and a rich set of customers. What really took place was Ramesh Wadwani, um, the founder of Symphony AI, uh, decided that what he wanted to do was to build out an AI artificial intelligence platform and then leverage that platform for industries. So um, Symphony Retail AI um, has access to a platform that typically a company of our size at, at nearly a quarter billion in sales would not be able to develop because of the investment required. But, but Symphony AI, the, the parent company of Symphony Retail AI, did and does. And they have super smart people that are focused on developing an AI solution and platform and then they have um, empowered us with that platform that Symphony Retail AI has then taken and applied to the retail industry. So we have the best AI platform in the business that is scalable, cloud native, and that is um, also conversational, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of people are aspiring to but haven't uh, achieved yet. And, um, and then we can uh, apply with that artificial intelligence all of the assets um, that uh, make, made up the company prior uh, to be able to execute on the recommendations that come from the AI engine. So we really find ourselves in a unique position with substantial advantage. What an amazing story. And we're going to get to the um, speaking component a little bit later, which is super exciting. Um, because it brings humans and machines together. And I can't wait to talk about that. But I love the story and I love how it started and why the pivot happened and how you're able to, you know, really encompass both brands and move it forward to help the retailers today. So let's talk about exactly what you do. What is it exactly that you do for the industry, for your customers? Well, in its uh, most pure form, um, Symphony Retail AI is focused on delivering 2% plus revenue growth across the, the fast-moving consumer goods uh, value chain, the consumer packaged goods, right? So for retailers and manufacturers. And, um, and we uh, apply that revenue growth concept to all of the levers that you have at your disposal for uh, the retail value chain. So all the P's of retail and all the capabilities that a CPG company uh, requires to engage in business in the retail value chain. Amazing, amazing. And we're going to get more into some real life examples of how you do that and what that means to companies. But I want to talk to you about the market today. I'm sure, you know, you're doing a lot of market research, you're talking to a lot of customers, and we're hearing a lot more about AI, you know, and robotics and 
that that is the future. But what are you seeing in the market today? It's it's certainly an interesting time. I kind of feel like where we're at today is the beginning ripples of a coming tsunami. Um, <laughs> you, you find that a lot of um, technology companies are talking about AI. Some of them have use cases that apply AI, and then very few actually have technology platforms with enterprise class artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, the, the challenge is, is what do you do with it? And, and how do you apply it? So a challenge, for example, with some AI solutions is it, it, it's very smart and it'll tell you things like, say, Alexa or um, Google uh, and, and their solutions. But, but you can only do if-then-else kinds of activities. Um, and, and that's really limiting. Um, it's kind of automating manual processes which is interesting, but, but not as uh, powerful as the kind of uh, solutions that I'm looking at and thinking about. So, so w- what's happening in the marketplace is lots of people are talking about it. There's a they lot are. of technology companies that are pursuing it, mm-hmm. but there's very few that are actually doing it in an enterprise class way. And so I believe that the industry is recognizing the value and the opportunity and um, they're working on how do I make this real Um, and you you can have examples like Watson will tell you amazing things but not necessarily actually help a retailer execute the next best promotion right what is that promotion Watson will say you got to fix your promotions but won't say this item this time these customers this store and that's where Symphony Retail AI is strong, is that we take the AI intelligence to understand what's happening, why it's happening, um, and, and also to be able to provide what you should do and be able to then execute it and all the different levers that a retailer has. Right. And it's time to stop talking and to take action. I think is really, you know, the summary of what you're, what we're talking about here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly, sir. Because retailers are competing with companies that are taking action. Right. Right. So for example, Amazon, they changed 3 million prices a day and and people are not doing that. Artificial intelligence is doing it. And then the assortment that I see is different than the assortment that you see. Uh, because it's based on what you buy and the kinds of things that you buy and what you're looking at and the the price points that you look at and how important reviews are and all kinds of things like that, which they leverage every single moment of every day. And retailers who are using the traditional methods, it's like you're going to a gunfight with a toothpick and both hands tied behind your back. <laughs> A toothpick, not a knife. <laughs> no, not even a knife, right? Because it's it's such an advantage. Absolutely. And I love that you put it into context because obviously Amazon is also spoken a lot. Um, but what is not spoken about is pieces of the engine mm-hmm. and what that really looks like. And mm-hmm. you're right. You know, what I take a look at and what you take a look at, not only because I'm in Canada and you're in the U.S. are they different, 
but they're different based on our characteristics, what ads we're clicking on, what websites we're going to, what products we're searching, what products we're reviewing or not reviewing and, and different things like that. And it's really important for everybody in the industry to think about it, not only from a retail marketing perspective, but also from a supply chain perspective. And if that's the marketing engine, what do we need in a supply chain engine to keep up with it? Right. Well, here's an example. So recently in the United States, there's a shortage of avocados. And the price of avocados went from about 35 to 40 cents each to about $4 each. Wow. Um, and that big price jump causes demand changes with avocados. Mm-hmm. Now, customers are not going to stop um, eating. and uh, They're just going to make different choices with that big of a price jump with avocados. So in the traditional approach to understanding demand and forecasts, um, you might understand how there might be adjustments to say the demand of other vegetables or fruits in the produce aisle, but you would never understand the impact that that has in the rest of store. Right. Because forecasting engines are looking at categories and items. They're not looking at the whole store. And, and we recently wrote a, a white paper about this in talking about how important it is that when you're looking at a single item, that you're looking at the entire store. Because what is the impact that av- avocados have to the rest of store? Well, it might mean that customers are going to buy more bottled uh, picante sauce or mm-hmm. more fresh um, uh, pico de gallo or... Um, or different types of chips or, or different types of spreads or et cetera, maybe cream cheese or hummus or any number of things can be impacted by a change in demand of an item like avocados. And if you don't have artificial intelligence and you don't have the ability to understand and learn um, what, with that, that capability that artificial intelligence provides, and you're not looking at all the data of a store, Mm. You will never know why you're running out of picante sauce because the buyer in the grocery area has no visibility to what's happening in the produce aisle. Right. And not understanding the correlation. That's right. right? And so because what happens? The customer will go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, and, and it also depends on demographics and where that store is. And as well. Exactly. And every store yeah. will be different. Um, and, and the customers respond to that change differently. There are some stores where it, it really won't matter. The customer wants avocados and they don't care if the price is $4 or $40. They're going to buy avocados. In other stores, they're very price sensitive and just a little movement in the price totally changes demand. But you have to understand that by store. And you also want to understand it by groups of customers because if you're trying to build loyalty, you need to make sure that you're taking care of the customers who are actually, um, you know, pay, you know, um, frequenting your store. And so you mm-hmm. want to make sure that you know uh, how the customers are responding. So when we think about what's happening and making this real, that's what I'm talking about. If, if, if you don't have a platform, if, if you don't have common data repository, then, then you can't do these kinds of things because um, the data isn't there to be examined. In most cases, for example, in a grocery environment, there's a fresh item system and there's a rest of store system or a center store system and they don't talk and they have mm-hmm. different data repositories and there's no connection between the two. 
And that presents a problem because retailers are using fresh more and more to promote their existence as a destination. And if you're changing the, the profile uh, of your store to be more fresh, that means more frequent uh, shopping visits, it changes the balance of demand in the rest of the store. And if you don't know it, you're going to disappoint the customer and your balance sheet will feel it. Absolutely. And it makes sense. I mean, we talk about, I was just at LogTech and we talk about, you know, the collaboration of systems. You know, there's different systems for different parts of the supply chain and different parts of the retail and things like that. And it's making it that much more important for the systems to talk because of the data capabilities that are coming out of it and the impact that it has on that balance in that ecosystem. So I'm really glad that you you brought that up. Well, and, and that ties to the whole supply chain and it ties to digitizing your business and making sure that you have a commonality and, and transparency and that um, you understand cause and effect. And the challenge here today is, is that the typical category um, model with a category manager, there's, there's too much information and the customer expects too, uh, far too much personalization for a category right. manager to make these individual store decisions on their own without recommendations from an uh, artificial intelligence. It's just, you're at an advantage because the best you can do is average making average decisions and manage by exception. And quite frankly, the customer is no longer satisfied with average. Well, and especially since we're moving into a world of customization and personalization. I mean, when we talk about customization, you know, we, we tend to think about shoes, right? Or clothing that can be customized to that person. But as we move even further into customization, you're right. They're going to be expecting that personal touch and the customization from the stores that they frequent. Mm -hmm. And what stores do they frequent the most? They frequent grocery stores. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm in them all the time. (laughs) And, you know, they're going to walk in and expect that. So how do you deliver on that? And how do you make them feel each person individually that walks in that store how do you make them feel special and bring that impact to your store because those are the people that are going to win right and 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 i feel that in the next uh, five years the grocery industry is going to have the most disruption out of any other retail industry there's Mm -hmm. a lot of other disruption that's happened for example in apparel and otherwise and we're still seeing the remnants of that but when we think about what's happening right now uh, in grocery compared to five years from now, I, I just see huge changes. I, I believe that far more click and collect and home delivery and drone deliveries are going to be the, the norm. And, uh, and, the, and, and grocers are, will um, change the way that they present their physical locations to customers. Mm-hmm. And they'll change what they're, um, how they engage. If, if I think about what some grocers are doing today, they become a, a meal stop. It's a healthy meal. It's quality. It's fresh mm-hmm. and it's fast. And in some cases, it's faster than a restaurant, and it's even potentially faster than fast food um, because it's right at the entrance of the store. You walk in, you've got selections, mm-hmm. and you can collect it and and go home and put it in the oven for eighteen minutes, and you're done. 
Yeah, maybe even pop-up stores would be. Well, there's there's a lot of disruption that's that's yeah. ahead, and th- this is really the the disruptor in the, all of these industries is the customer. Absolutely. And, and the winner is the one who learns the most about the customer and acts the fastest to to meet the needs of the customer. Yeah, those it, are the key words. Right. And and today, for example, a lot of retailers think about category resets once or twice a year. And, you know, the customer's changing every single day. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to have agility and to be able to make adjustments to the assortment and pricing and promotions and offers that attract the customer and build uh, loyalty, or you're just going to get left behind because someone else will step in and do it. Yeah. And the supply chain teams need to take a deeper dive on the data and the resources available um, to be able to collaborate with the other departments and really make that data work so that they are focusing on the customer and pivoting as fast as they possibly can. So, well, yeah, I, I mean, I heard just a few days ago that uh, Walmart's e-commerce business is going to lose a billion dollars. What? Um, and, wow. and, and, and that's a planned loss, but remember Amazon's been losing, you know, lost a lot of money for a long time, <laughs> right. um, you know, kind of positioning themselves and preparing themselves to meet the needs of customers. And the question is, do other retailers have the ability to have those types of losses, losses while they're re-engineering the way that they reach their customers and 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 connect with them. And so the supply chain is an incredibly important aspect of, of success in the retail value chain. It, how how um, manufacturers interact with retailers, how retailers interact with their customers, and how they all partner to serve the customer in a better way. Mm-hmm. So you gave us the example of the avocados and we've spoken a lot about grocery. Did you want to give us a real life example and sort of set the stage for some of our listeners on how you've worked with a customer on a specific issue or challenge and how you've helped them overcome that? Well, certainly. Um, and there's many examples. We're very fortunate. Um, we do business with uh 25 of the top 25 manufacturers and um, 15 or so of the top 20, um, 25 retailers in the business. Um, So we've got a lot of examples of where we've worked with uh, our customers to help them better work with theirs. Uh, You know, I think that there's some key areas that that we can highlight. And first of all is understanding the customer through customer intelligence and improving the uh, promotions and offers uh, that drive loyalty. You know, today, for example, in most instances, promotions, about half of them are ineffective or even a loss for the retailer. It did not deliver as expected. Um, and there's a famous saying once a, a, a uh, advertiser once said, uh, I think it was even from P&G, you know, half of my promotions are not effective. I just don't know which half. Right. And, and that's, that's not good. <laughs> and that's kind of true. And unfortunately, when you've got um, an environment that is promotional intensive, that means that 60, 70% of your sales come from promotions 
And if half of your promotions are ineffective, that's a lot of money that has been flushed. Mm -hmm. And so with our artificial intelligence, um, our solution named Cindy, um, uh, who is the personal decision coach, the AI-based personal decision coach, uh, the promotions are evaluated for effectiveness, which actually delivered and met the uh, objectives and which promotions were ineffective, but then why? And with the why, what is a recommendation to turn that poor performing promotion into an effective promotion um, for, the, for the intended targets? So we've helped companies do that. And it's really fascinating to see that change from promotions that are ineffective to promotions that are effective. You're spending the money already, so why not spend it in a way that uh, entreats the customer, that, uh, that takes the voice of the customer in the, in the development of the promotion and reaches the customer and motivates the customer? Well, and I think that's a powerful tool. I mean, not only are they, you know, is Cindy able to communicate what was wrong, but why and to give you alternatives. I mean, that's machine learning at its <laughs> finest. Yeah, I mean, exactly. really, because you're not relying on your team to go and do research and figure out what that is. You're almost, I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, but being able to make those decisions, adjustments and pivots pretty much in real time. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of the real time, that's, uh, you know, I mentioned a little bit about category resets. And, you know, many companies still look at that as a once or twice a year event because it takes about 30 weeks to do all right. the work and effort of analysis and, and negotiation and et cetera. And then the physical layout and all of the pieces to make, make a reset happen. And we developed an approach that we call agile assortment uh, optimization that allows you to do it on demand. Mm -hmm. All of the information that you need to understand uh, a, a new item that's been offered by a manufacturer um, any time of the year, you can examine it, look at the promotional uh, monies that are being offered to carry that item, and you can evaluate whether or not that item is going to resonate with your customers and where uh, and, uh, and how many facings, etc., um, based on the voice of the customer. And so I like to think of, of Cindy um, as not, not only the personal decision coach, which is not scary for, for decision makers, but also <laughs> that voice of the customer in a very granular way, all the way up to the, the, uh, you know, the breadth of your customer, uh, the, the breadth of your company, right? Yeah. So that's definitely one benefit of working with Symphony Retail AI. Can you give me a couple more? What are sort of like the top three benefits that you're seeing from your customers? Sure. So, so an, another huge benefit is around forecast accuracy. And, you know, for every in, increase in forecast, every um, point in, in uh, forecast accuracy represents millions of dollars of profitability, um, better in-stock conditions, uh, less waste, um, improved um, uh, supply chain uh, efficiencies, as well as dramatically increased customer satisfaction. In today's environment, if you don't have the product that the customer wants, you may lose more than just that one sh one shopping trip. I remember mm -hmm. my son came home one day, and it, of course, the next day he's got a big school project, and he and he needed one item, 
and we didn't have that item to do a school project. And so I, I, it was 8.30 and stores are closing at 9 p.m. And I've got to find this one item uh, and I don't have time to go run around and find it. So I went online and I, I, I looked at four different retailers and the one that was able to tell me that they had it was the one that I went to. And it was a grocery store. It was a school supply, but it was a grocery store. So hmm. I went there and I bought it. Now, if that wasn't there, when the grocery store said it was, yeah, I'm out of luck because now my son isn't going to be able to do a school project, <laughs> and uh, and there's a problem, right? Absolutely. And so, and so all those other companies that I um, that I uh, pinged, who either couldn't tell me that they had it or didn't have it lost that transaction. And by the way, I bought about a hundred dollars worth of stuff on top of the one thing that my son needed for his wow. project. Right? <laughs> well, so, and I can tell you when last week, when we asked uh, the listeners corner question, which was, what is your biggest supply chain pet peeve? A lot of people came back and said empty shelves. Yeah. You know that for me, that's one of the things that I think has been the biggest, um, benefit to or not benefit but biggest contributor to why best buy has turned their business around mm. you go to best buy you want to buy it you want it now and they have it in stock and they have done a tremendous job of increasing in stock conditions and there are certain items that are not fast moving items but if, if if the retailer doesn't carry it you lose the entire transaction now here's the bigger thing as customers are moving towards click and collect, and as they're moving to home delivery, et cetera, let's say that you go and you're going to, uh, you're in the office, 445, you want to order some delivery uh, from uh, your local grocery store for dinner tonight. You got six, you know, six ingredients you have to have and some other things that you've added to it. And this is the meal that you want to have that night. So you order it and you're going to either pick it up or you're going to have it delivered. Well, when you go to pick it up or it's delivered, if something is missing or replaced that's not to your satisfaction, you're not going to give that retailer many more chances to get that right because now you're not even going to be able to have the meal that you planned. Right. And so having inventory accurate, being in stock on the items that customers expect, being able to predict changes in demand, and being able to have, make sure you have the right product in the right location, in the right quantity is is a, a key to to winning in this um uh in the market today and having higher forecast accuracy that understands the demand across the entire store is something that we do exceptionally well for our customers and we have a number of customers who've um, experienced that with us and and it's so uh, a very fast um, growing area of our portfolio I love that. And you paint the picture so well um, for the listeners to really understand and what you do for your customers and how you can make a difference and like a big impact to their bottom line as well. So now let's get into the future. Um, we want to know, you know, what's next for Symphony? Uh, maybe tell us a little bit more about Cindy. I love Cindy. I was hoping that we were going to get to talk to her today. Um, but unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do that. So I will have a link at the end of this episode so, so that people can go to it and meet Cindy because I think she's just so awesome. Um, so why don't you tell us about the future? What's next for Symphony? 
Well, we're working hard as we understand our customers and their customers uh, to deliver the capabilities that are going to help them grow profitably. And so we're digging deep into what is the day in the life? What is the week in the life of decision makers across the value chain? So we're looking at the decision makers in category management, in store management, the executive ranks, the marketing team, as well as supply chain to understand what does their day look like? What does their week look like? And the decisions that they need to make and where can we unleash Cindy, the personal decision coach, to help these decision makers make better decisions, understand what's happening in the marketplace, and to be able to preemptive, uh, be preemptive in, in their decisions as well as um, uh, proactive so that they can lead in the marketplace. And then for, for manufacturers, we have a very similar um, approach. We're looking at um, the manufacturer group and what they're doing and focused on making sure that the lead roles within manufacturing uh, for CPG uh, are able to. So the marketing group, the sales group, the, the promotions group, and, and how they can um, leverage the personal decision coach that is Cindy for their areas. So that's part of it. The next is, is that we want to make sure that we're future proofing these solutions. So by its nature with AI, it's learning. Um, we should be able to deliver a solution that, um, you don't have to rip and replace every five or six years. Um, that um, is is in the cloud and that is available on your phone and any other device that you want it to be or in your glasses or wherever. Um, Cindy is conversational, so you really don't have to have a screen if you don't want one. Um, you can ask the question of Cindy today. You could say, Cindy, how can I grow um, uh, profit in my uh, pizza category? And Cindy will come back and say, this is my analysis. This is what I've found. And this is what I recommend. Hmm. Um, and, and to be able to engage in a conversational way really comes across as just like a coach. And we believe every elite athlete needs a coach. And we believe every uh, decision maker needs a coach. Um, and so future proof proofing the, um, the decisions, the technology, uh, unleashing artificial intelligence and helping people adopt uh, and have confidence in the artificial intelligence is, is an area that we're focused on as a company. Um, and we've made great strides today and, and we're going to continue to invest to be able to do that for the future. That's great. And I'm super excited to see where this goes and really encouraging everybody to go take a look at Cindy and the capabilities and what you've designed as a platform. So can you imagine talking to Cindy as easy as you do Siri to make changes and gain insights into your supply chain as well as give you some of the answers and the analysis that you're looking for? Well, now you can to see more about Cindy, go to symphonyretailai.com forward slash meet Cindy. And I loved hearing more about what Symphony is doing in supply chain and really, really excited that I got to um, talk to Kevin about what that looks like and what the future looks like for them. For more information about the episode and how you can connect with Kevin or Symphony, visit letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 82 or their website, 
symphonyretailai.com. Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on the show. Also, a big thank you to the team at Symphony as we are working on a few collaborations together, including some content on the Trade Squad episodes. And for more about Cindy as well, they're going to also have an ad coming up on the Trade Squad episode four. So make sure to not miss that. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to uh, working with you on these other activities that we're uh, talking about. Absolutely. Me too. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder, has to say. How long does it take you to get a duty rate or guidance on the right HS classification from your current customs broker? With Border Buddy's new revolutionary self-service technology, you will never go traditional again. We have created a platform that allows you to get instant quotes on duties, taxes, and customs fees to import your products into North America. To get 10% off your first clearance, sign up at borderbuddy.com forward slash Let's Talk Supply Chain. If you liked this episode, make sure to go to letstalksupplychain.com where you will find all of my other interviews under podcasts or the written content under blog or even the videos and all the video interviews that I've done over under the YouTube button. Next week, I've got Nicholas of Centiro. He is here all the way from Scandinavia to talk about what they're doing in SaaS-based software for supply chain. He talks about cost efficiency versus customer service. And we also dive into his um, view on company culture as well. So you're not going to want to miss that one. Stay tuned for that one next week. There are a few ways to help and support the show. So follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to us on YouTube at the SC Supply Chain TV. So you don't miss out on any of the exciting stuff that's coming out. Next, go to ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z.com. Visit and sign up. We are almost in full beta. And if you are a forwarder or a shipper that wants to streamline the pricing of your air freight and ocean freight shipments, gain access to more choice choice worldwide and utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks, then you won't want to miss out on our platform and you will want to go to ships.com to fill in your information. Go to Let's Talk Supply Chain under shop. I've got some great merchandise. I've got some supply chain dictionaries there full of acronyms and definitions you will need to succeed in supply chain. And lastly, go and rate and review the show on iTunes and I will feature you on an upcoming episode. Plus, I just love to hear all of your feedback and hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for all your love and support. And remember, everybody, ship happens.